Hello, and welcome to another episode of Piecing the Parsha Together. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Korach. Korach continues with the struggles of B'nai Israel, the trials and tribulations in the Midbar. Following the decision uh, not to allow B'nai Israel to go into Eretz Israel in last week's Parsha, we have a challenge to Moshe's leadership. And again, according to one opinion in the Midrashim, Korach chooses specifically this moment to challenge Moshe's leadership because he is now in a weakened state. I was thinking that last year, was a discussion of the boundaries B'nai Israel ultimately will recognize at the end of the Parsha. Perhaps boundaries that they push back against over the few Parshios of the beginning of the Midbar last couple weeks. But what if it's, I don't want to say the reverse, but a response, which is to say that B'nai Israel start try to look at in a little bit of different detail this year. Um, Parshas Bamidbar, Parshas Naso, Parshas Baloscha, very high level. Shalom in Naso, I think is what we discussed. The idea of um, humility in Bamidbar. And Zrizos in Bahaloscha, or, or doing something L'Shem Shemayim. Then there's seemingly a divergence. And I said, and this is something that will always stick in my mind as the way to look at the events of Bahalos, Cheshlach, and Korach, as there's a pushback against perhaps being that high from my Rebbe Shefta Neuberger, Zechron of the that it was a pushback. We, we can't live that high. Right? To quote Rabbi Sachs and his studies in spirituality, from last week's Parsha, they were afraid of succeeding and afraid of what that might have meant if they had gone into Eretz Israel at this high level. Maybe they didn't think they could fully handle it. And again, perhaps that continues in Korach and Moshe, why are you the one? There are perhaps a, a couple of different uh, complaints slash arguments that are going on. Is it the Bechorim who want something? Is it... Is it a question against Aaron himself? Is it a question against the Kohanim? Is it against Moshe? And there's a, at least a comment of the Kliyakar that tries to maybe link a few things in the Parsha. Um, Perak Yudzai and Pasach Gimel is talking about the, the staves that each of the Shvatim put in the Mishkan. And our own staff, the staff of Levi, has almonds growing on it. And he quotes a Pesach from Yechezkel. Hovashti eats lach, vehifrachti eats yavesh, dried out a seemingly moist tree, and I caused a seemingly dried tree to sprout. And the Kliyaka says that this... Um, Pasuk is said in the Yalkut to refer to Korach and Aaron. 
and he says that things in the base of Migdash cause stuff to grow and, and produce. And he says then that the idea of our own staff having flowers is Kohanim, young ones, that are called the Pirche Kahuna. And then it says that it bloomed, Vyatsi Tzitz, and he says that's the Kohanim Gadolim that carry the tzitz on their forehead. And then it says, V'yig Moshkedim, and even has almonds, he says, and that has to do with Zrizus. And Aaron ran to the Kodesh Kadashim, in the Kodesh, and he takes the Ketores to stop the plague that ravages B'nai Israel in this week's Parsha. And he says, that's the Zrizus. He says, V'schus Shekohanim Zrizim him. The staff sprouts almonds. And the idea of shkedim, he says, shkedus and mehiras is the idea of quickness. And then he says further that the idea of matanos is also because they're zrizim. And I wonder if the change that has occurred. And this is a change that really starts at the beginning of the Sefer. As a result of the Chet Ha'ego, the Bechorim have lost out on the ability to do the Avoda. And now it's the Kohanim's role. And the Levim will serve in the Mishkan as well. So that's Shevet, the Shevet that doesn't participate in the Chet Ha'ego. And it's possible that there are people that feel... It's not fair, especially if it's only a few thousand of B'nai Israel that are actually tried, convicted, and executed for Avodah Maybe there's a number of them that die in a plague that is mentioned in Parsis Kisisa as well, but it's not a large portion of Kalah Yisrael. And it's possible that there's a pushback to that. If that's what motivates Ruvain, the people from the Shevet of Ruvain, to align with Korach. And when Korach and his followers die, and Israel's response is that you've, you've, it's to Moshe, you've, you've caused people to die. Right? Where we might have said, hey, the people should have said, Moshe, I guess you're right. Hashem has chosen you, and what you're doing is from Hashem. It's not what they did. And that's why there's a plague in this week's Parsha that wipes out. 14,700 people again. And again, Aaron's stopping the plague, which happens in this week's Parsha. And then as a way of the Kliyakar are saying it is that when there's a question specifically of which tribe, because that's what the Bnei Israel say, again, the response after the plague isn't, okay, I guess you're right, Moshe. It's, we're all dying. And what are we supposed to do? And there's a test that's finally done to um, establish Moshe, Moshe's leadership once and for all. And um, that is what will occur with this test. And the, again, if there's an allusion to the fact that the Kohanim have special traits, they blossom, they have Zrizos, that perhaps is the, the indicator. And it's not an indicator that maybe is specifically related to What's happened in Bahaloschar Shlach? Rather, it's a question of what's happened at the beginning of Bamidbar.
B'nai Israel is on a lower level. Perhaps they were not able to come to full grasp of that. And now they do. The Kohanim, there's Matnas Kahuna, and the things go to the Levium as well. And that's the thing that is fully established and confirmed in this week's Parsha. So, similar to how I would have said it last year, is that there's an accepting of boundaries, but maybe the boundaries that are accepted is, again, to fully appreciate where B'nai Yisrael are vis-a-vis -vis Hashem. Maybe there was a certain level that existed before the Chet Egel, and that's changed. Maybe that didn't fully settle with Korach. In fact, perhaps Korach has certain old, certain different motives than maybe what happened in Shlach and Mahalosl. Korach is really trying to fight over what happens at the beginning of the Sefer. Who says that I should lose out? Or who says that the Bechorim should lose out? And that is also not something that is possible anymore. Egel was a um, very important event in the history of Klaiso because it changed the way they're able to interact. And it's only the people who were not involved that can serve in the base and make their serve in the Mishkan. Perhaps that's what has to be accepted in this expression. And ultimately, again, once that happens, whichever way the Bnei Yisrael are, are struggling to, to come to terms with, maybe they come to terms with that now. Because they realize that the Kohanim have something special to them. They have extra traits that makes them specifically fit for this avoda, and that's what's accepted. And again, we're going to move off now into the future, right? Without sort of unspoken, that they're just going to jump in time next week's parsha. But perhaps that's the way it has to be accepted. Is that Bnei Israel was a pushback to the how low are they from the Chet Ego? And that is what accepted now. They're low. The fact that not everybody can do the avodah, it's true. It has to be the kohanim, and they have to come to full acceptance of that. Wish everyone a wonderful Shabbos. I thank you all for listening. We'll see you again next time.